And when I first saw it, I was like, look, if Ryan Reynolds is in it, I'm going to watch it, okay? I'm going to be honest, if something has like an all-white cast, I'm like, I'm good. I already watched the session. I'm good. Thank you. Why would you agree to go live in a house with no internet, no cell service, you're by yourself? Hi guys, thank you so much for coming back to I've Been Meaning to Watch That. I am your host, Monica, and I'm joined by an awesome, awesome guest. Guest, why don't you introduce yourself for the people? Yes. Hello, my name is Loretto. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcellus Durden. I'm a proud member of the Seat Up Geeks. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Seat Up Geeks, and we're also on YouTube. We have uh, tons of reviews and films and news shows that we do. Uh, we live stream, and um, it's a lot of fun. And I'm also part of the Cinema Spot. Check us out at thecinemaspot.com. I report, and I'm a critic for them, and I write for them, and um i'm happy to be on thank you so much for having Yay. me i love talking shop home tv i love it all it's uh there's so much to consume but there's so much great content to talk about so yeah there's just so little time we're all just like yeah working <laughs> and like the second i started watching a new tv show there are like three new ones out like when i started watching inventing anna someone was talking about pachinko on apple tv and i was like i don't even have that and they're like oh well if you don't have apple tv here are like three other really good shows on apple tv that you have to watch and i was like i literally what did i just say i do not have this service i don't have this site <laughs> but today guys we're gonna talk about the emmys usually on the podcast we do like can't wait to watch and like i'll pass as our beginning and ending segments but to be honest, I just kind of want to dive into the Emmys because I heard about, you know, the Emmys being announced and, you know, just want to go through and talk about the things that I love, the things that I don't like. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations to Quinta Brunson for making uh, history and being nominated. Like, Abbott Elementary is nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series, which it deserves because it's a phenomenal show and it's super funny. And then she wa- she is nominated for Outstanding Leading Actress in a Comedy Series as well, which she also deserves. And she is also nominated for, I think she's also nominated for writing. Yes, Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. So that's three nominations. Like, shout out to her because there is a video that was recently uploaded, I believe on a, a YouTube channel called Cocoa Butter, which is also like... BuzzFeed? Like, we all remember BuzzFeed, basically. A lot of the channels from BuzzFeed have kind of, like, changed into other things. So Cocoa Butter is, like, BuzzFeed, but for black people. So Quinta did an interview recently where she talked about why she left BuzzFeed. And it's crazy to see, like, her climb from, like, making viral videos on Instagram to try and pay the bills, to then working on BuzzFeed, to then doing, like, other writing. Because she was on... She was working on Black Lady Sketch Show. I believe, before Abbott Elementary. And the fact that Abbott Elementary is like her first network TV show, it is so popular. It is so well done. It's so funny. It's so original. And it's so needed. Like, it truly is amazing. And I'm true. I'm so proud of her. Because I see like black creatives go from like making things of their own to creating like such huge projects is awesome. Kind of like Issa, how Issa went from doing um, Awkward Black Girl on YouTube to then making Insecure, which took five years to make. Like, she got the HBO deal, but it took five years to really, like, hone it. And, like, because it was based off of the web series and her memoir 
of the same title and then from there she's doing like project after project after project movie after movie and now she's an eight-figure deal with hbo and time warner yeah wow yeah it's crazy she's a fucking like she has a she has a music label like she's doing it like that's crazy to me so also i think like that's what's really refreshing about television Mm because the cinemas are mostly more or less dominated by ips and franchises and Mm -hmm. nostalgic properties that hollywood just can't let go of because they make money but with television you get a lot of fresh voices new stories and i've heard nothing but glowing raving reviews for abbott elementary i haven't watched it myself uh it's on my watch list very soon though abbott elementary is honestly like it's kind of like we talked about earlier bob's burgers it's a show where you can just like put on and watch and just kind of like forget what you're doing like i can i think of it as like break room tv like you need that one thing you're gonna watch when you're on your break at work abbott elementary bob's burgers like that's what you need to see you know, those Did you consider kind of, it like a comfort show? Yes, it's very much a comfort show. It's very much a comfort show. And, you know, to the people who told Quinta that she needed to make an episode about school shootings, I urge you to call your senators and write letters and write emails and leave Quinta alone. She is a comedian. She is not a politician. All right? Comedian. I didn't, know, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's that's nuts. When all the... Then again, the internet will yeah. never surprise me. Mm-hmm. They have no boundaries. They're just crazy people. Actually, yeah. no humility, no common sense. Just think they could demand demand anything of anybody, but absolutely not. Yeah. And you're right. Like, a lot of films that come out lately, like, Marvel is back into, like, releasing TV show after TV show and now movie after movie. Like, Echo is going to come out soon. And we already had Miss Marvel. And before that, it was... What came out before Miss Marvel? Uh, Moon Knight. With Moon Oscar Knight. Hansen. Moon Knight was really good, though. Yeah, I, I liked really it. Liked I really Knight. liked it. Ethan Hawke was great. Yes. Next year, I want Moon Knight to be nominated for an Emmy. I feel like, like I know people feel so typical about uh, Marvel movies being nominated for Oscars, but I feel like the TV shows are worth the Emmy categories because TV shows are different from it's different making a TV show than from making a movie, especially because the people who work on Marvel TV shows are incredibly talented and hardworking yeah. and the detail they put into these shows is worth the recognition that they received so i'm going to expect oscar isaac to get outstanding actor nomination for a limited series thank you very much okay thank you i think they didn't want to double nominate him because he was already nominated for scenes from a marriage but yes. i agree with you i think it was a lot more impressive with the fact with Moon Knight, he was practically talking to himself. Mm-hmm. He had like a different accent for one of his personalities, and then he had a completely different character type from the other personality. One was timid, the other one was aggressive and angry, and I just thought that was fantastic. Um, I can't really comment on scenes from a marriage, but it's like, it's interesting what they chose to nominate and what they didn't chose to nominate. So maybe it was more serious, that role, and it was like versus the superhero role. Yeah, so. yeah, I feel like it's kind of funny how like obviously the people who are voting for these awards they want people to watch so maybe they feel a drive of course there's a drive to like nominate certain shows that are like well known and popular just so people can tune in and see if their favorite show won but i think they also are kind of like mm, does marvel need an emmy do you like you had a wandavision like 
Oh, you know. I thought that was awesome, by the way, though. Um, yeah. I thought, um, what's her name? Um, oh my god. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> I had a brain fart for a second, but that was really cool that she they got so much praise and mm-hmm. uh, nominations for that last last year. So, one division was amazing, and also I know that like Hawkeye, they um, got nominated for most of the Marvel shows that got Emmy nominations are mainly in the um, are mainly from the um, what is it for the the technical side. Like, Hawkeye got nominated for Best Stunt Coordination, and then Loki got nominations for Best Production Design, and Best Cinematography, Best Fantasy Sci-Fi Costumes, which all makes sense because the work that went into that show really was, like, something else. And it deserves those nominations. Like, the people that work behind the scenes definitely deserve that. And Moon Knight got Best Character Voiceover Performance for F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu, which makes sense because... As much as Konshu is our problematic fave, he really did. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. I was going to say, he was borderline a villain mm-hmm. in some senses, but um, F. Murray Abraham is a legend. He's mm-hmm. been in the game a long time, yeah. and it's such a regal voice. Yes. Like, it's such a iconic, it's like, powerful nice voice. Yeah. 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 Also, like, I need Marvel to give us... I like villains. I like superhero villains. I like having a concrete bad guy. I don't need, like... I'm okay with an anti-hero, but I don't need, like, an anti-hero whose point I agree with, but then their methods that they go about it are very wrong and very much against the way that I would handle it. I.e. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I.e. Black Panther. Like, there's a way to approach things without y'all blowing shit up and killing people. You know what I mean? But Marvel wants you to go with the hero that's in the middle ground. Because, you know, that's how they roll. But I want an anti-hero, a.k.a. I want Punisher to come back, but I don't know. Because Daredevil and, wow, Fisk, they're coming back in Echo. So Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, we don't need Iron Fist. We just need Misty Knight, and (laughs) we don't need Iron Fist. We need his friend. Like... You know what I mean. And also, Punisher. Please. Punisher, but I could do without the Karen romance. Nothing against her. I just was never like... I'm not really a fan of, like, you know, rough, rugged, buff man, angry, and, like, the soft, quiet woman who's frail and, like, is strong in her own way. Like, that's not my kind of OTP. Yeah. Uh, That's not my kind of OTP. But, you know, to each their own... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go over these nominations. All right. Are there any? Is there anything that you saw those nominated that you're really happy about? Because one thing I'm happy about is the fact that Lizzo's uh prime video reality show got nominated for outstanding competition program, which I think is really great. And honestly, I want her to win. I want her to win this year because an Emmy with an Oscar. Oh my gosh! Like. <laughs> She already has the Grammy. Wait, no, I said Oscar. My bad. An Emmy with the Grammy. I mean, we're so close, Lizzo. We're so close. And Lizzo is pretty young, I think. If she got an EGOT, she could be the youngest person to get an EGOT. The youngest black person to get an EGOT. Because it was John Legend, and now it's Jennifer Hudson, and then it could be Lizzo. Yeah. And that's what I like to see. 
I like to see a nice little friendly competition between all of us, you know? So, and yeah, Lizzo wins... Like, rare and talented company to be with. So. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. And the, I was actually surprised that, like, John Legend was the first... Was the youngest black person to get an EGOT. And that he was 32. Because also, you know, like, there are so many talented people in Hollywood that have been in so many different things. And that's another problem I have with, like, award shows. Because you see all these amazing people that have been in the game for so long, and they go, they yeah. don't get the recognition they deserve. Like, Cheryl Lee Graff, Ralph, has been in Moesha. She has been in... What was the Steve Urkel show? Family Matters? Family Matters! Like, she's been in sitcoms since the 90s, and the fact that this is her first Emmy nomination after 50 years. Yeah. Says a lot about the industry, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it does say a lot. Because, like... She's so iconic, and like I would re- be very, very, I'd be very upset if she didn't win. But it would be par for the course for the Emmys, because Issa Rae has been nominated for an Emmy before, and this is her second time being nominated. But to be perfectly honest, her show got a Peabody in its first season, so does she really need an Emmy? I was gonna say that's that's already really high praise. Yeah, to get that. So so yeah. But are there any shows that you're happy that got nominated for the Emmys this year? Um, well, it's more or less obvious, like, you know, yeah. the, the, the insane popularity that Ted Lasso has. I'm a part of that group. Um, I just recently got into Only Murders in the Building. I didn't know it was that well-liked that it got all these nominations. That was pretty cool. And lastly, I didn't think Yellow Jackets would get so much love, but it's um, a pretty cool uh, shout-out for them, too. It was a really quirky, weird story, but... Um, Definitely in the vein of, like, Stranger Things with, like, this mm-hmm. young cast, but also, like, a lot of, like, horrific, uh, borderline horror drama that's mm-hmm. really entertaining to watch when you get into it. Um, shout out to Christina Ricci. I grew up watching yes. her, and um, that was really cool she got her nomination. She's kind of came back out of nowhere. I feel like she was gone for a while, so it was nice to see her back. I love her. I'm also very glad that Melanie, um, Selinsky? Linsky. I'm glad that Melanie Linsky also got nominated because she's been she's been acting for so long same with jason sudeikis but they were both they're both kind of actors that have been in like comedy movies but mainly like those comedy movies that are kind of like you're gonna see that movie in the bargain bin at cbs you know what i mean and like that's fine not everybody needs to be like a prestigious actor like viola davis or like christian bale you know what I mean? It's okay for yeah. you to do your roles and have your fun. It never meant she wasn't a good actress. And I'm very happy that she yeah. got nominated for Yellow Jackets. And I'm not surprised. I do think Yellow Jackets should have gotten more nominations. Because I think that shows that have, like... I I love it when TV shows cast young people to play young people. Because it just means more to me. Because an adult can act like 25 year olds 24 year olds they can act sure of course but when you see sadie sink literally lose her mind when you see millie bobby brown have a breakdown on set that's something different that's not something that can be replicated not a lot of adults can do that and someone so young to have that raw talent and that raw emotion and for you to see it on screen it's more powerful it's more impactful and there are a lot of shows on prime video for some reason, they have a lot of young people and have like a, the premises are very similar to Yellow Jackets. Like Prime Video literally has two other shows that are very, very similar to Yellow Jackets. And I think Prime Video is trying to like take Netflix's like younger audience 
and try to get them to appeal to them a little bit more, which I'm okay with, because Netflix deserves to lose that audience, because they didn't earn it in the first place, okay? The Kissing Booth, Addison Ray, any other movie, Noah Centineo, y'all did not deserve the attention you got from YouTubers talking trash about your movies, okay? So if Prime Video can bring quality content to us, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, let's see what else. Ozark obviously got nominated. I finished Ozark. I love Ozark. You know, I felt the type of way about the ending, but you know, it was my favorite show for a long time. So I was like, Jason Bateman. My dad has. My dad has been begging me to watch. That's on my watch list. So it's really good. It's it's really really good. I have to say that. And I haven't seen Only Murders in the Building. I have seen it pushed a lot on Hulu because it is Hulu's baby right now. But unpopular opinion, I don't really like Selena Gomez. I don't, I don't really fine. like her. And you know what's interesting is this show isn't really all about her. Yeah. Um, it's more so the comeback of Martin Short and Steve Martin together. Mm-hmm. But I think what's appealing about it is the style. There's like this distinct style to it that is really unique and really like, like it, it you know, like any show, it has typical show tropes with cliffhangers and all mm-hmm. that and like tying you into the next episode and you know all that but in between there's a lot of stylistic choices that are really interesting like the way they shoot certain things and there's like uh, it's hard to explain but in the context of like the way this story was being narrated it, bl- it came to life with this animation that was really crisp it looked like hand-drawn and there's a lot of like really cool elements like that that are uh, that make the show memorable in my opinion so. okay i mean i know that like it's obvious that steve martin and martin short are both legends in comedy they're very talented they're very well known they're very funny and to have them both in a tv show together is obviously a get and a lot of people will watch the show because of it and selena gomez being like someone who's young and recognizable and very very well known also brings people to watch the show and i know that cara delevingne is yeah Yeah. i think cara delevingne is also in the show as well which like helps bring in like that kind of mixture of the audience and hulu to be perfectly honest Hulu doesn't have any bad shows, and I don't think they can afford to have any bad shows, because Netflix is fine with throwing trash in our face and making whatever money they can, because they're a dumpster fire, and they're going to let themselves, they're going to light themselves on fire if they want to. Like, I don't know why Dave Chappelle has another um, special on there, and I don't know why he got nominated for an Emmy, but Netflix said, I mean, if you're going to be talking about us, you might as well, you know, just talk about us. But Hulu saw what Netflix did, and they're like, okay, we can do better. And they have. They have done better. I really can't say, I, like, I really can't, for the life of me, can't say any show I've seen on Hulu that's a Hulu original and say that it's bad. Like, any Hulu original you watch is going to be very well done, well written, well acted, and it usually ends after one season. I don't know why, but that happens. <laughs> it happens. No. And also to that point, I feel like Apple's doing a really admirable job too, because mm-hmm. you look at their platform and they don't have a hundred thousand movies and shows like Netflix does, but yeah. they have like maybe ten shows and twenty, thirty movies that are quality with yeah. quality actors and quality filmmakers. And I think that's a very interesting route. It's like it's literally the inverse of Netflix. It's kinda cool. Yeah, like Apple T V I think one of the first shows they had was Central Park and it was kind of like supposed to be like an offbeat comedy kinda of like Bob's Burgers. And that, I've heard, is really good. And, of course, they have Ted Lasso, Pachinko. Coda is a movie that they have that's 
been, you know, nominated by the Oscars and very huge. well known. <laughs> super huge. Super huge. Yeah. And then they have the, uh, I think the morning show is on there too, right? Yeah, I the think. morning show. Yeah. That has a great cast, you know, so. That's another thing. I did want to mention that. So, Jennifer Addison recently said in an interview that, I don't know, I don't know if she said acting is dead or whatever, but she basically said that, like, people, like, following, she said something to the effect of having a following and being popular online isn't enough to bring you into Hollywood, or, like, that shouldn't be your gateway into Hollywood, like, oh, you still, the industry should be relying on talent, you should be relying on, like, like, ta- da, 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 da. like, ma'am, you're famous from a show that you were on for years, and, you know, I haven't seen you actually a lot of other things. Like, I've got to say, Jennifer Anderson is a good actress, because I have seen, like, she's one of those actresses who did indie movies after she got off Friends, and, like, a lot of her indie movies show her range a lot better than what she was doing on Friends, because I did not need to see her talking about shopping and crying over a man who is not worth <laughs> anyone's time, okay? But... <laughs> Obviously, as a white woman, you're speaking from a place of privilege to say that, like, Hollywood only focused on talent. Because there are plenty of talented, talented, talented people in Hollywood for years and years and years that were not recognized by voting um, committees for these award shows. They were not recognized by big name directors to be put in their movies or on the big screen that were not given the chance or their careers just kind of died out and there are plenty of actors who are very popular who are very very talented but not well known like if you saw them maybe like in a movie you would recognize them from somewhere else but there are plenty of actors who have been in the game for years and years and years and their projects won't get greenlit They'll shows their shows get one season. Their movies go straight to DVD. If they end up in the box office, it's not a success. Like there are a lot of things that happen to these actors that are simply just like out of their control. And a lot of times, this happens to actors of color, and it sucks. But it happens. Like Lorraine Toussaint is someone who comes to mind. And if people, if you recognize the name, you probably know her from Orange Is the New Black, because she plays. Danielle Brooks' character, I forgot the name, but basically like her mother, not really her mother, but like her adoptive mother in the show, but she's been acting for years, and she only got recognized for her talent in Orange is the New Black, and that happens, you know, so Jennifer Anderson saying that like, you know, followers is gonna buy you, like, girl, no one cares, if I could go viral on TikTok, and that somehow gets me into MGM Studios, then that's what it does, okay, I'm not Addison Ray. all right? I have something to offer, please, all right? Like, right. there are plenty of people who, like, are famous and are viral and, like, they get opportunities and maybe they don't deserve them, but there are plenty more that do deserve it and work hard for it and achieve it, and those people deserve their roses, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like she was specifically attacking, like, for example, someone like Addison Ray, but it's also not fair to discredit, like you said, all these people that do work hard and are talented and are just... There's only so many ways people can be seen. I think that Jennifer Anderson is speaking from a, an age where you had your talent agent and that was it. There was no internet. There was no viral sensations. But now that we have that, all the more we can find people. We can find talented people, talented people of color. And like you said, I think it's awesome to have the options versus, mm-hmm. oh, I have to get signed by this agent and this agent will get me a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's good to know that people have options. Like, 
they can go viral. They can get on YouTube and show off their acting skills. They can yeah. um, cameo in some uh, some show and be funny. And then, hey, look, this person's talented. Like it's like there's more opportunity now. And I think this the streaming services also provide that platform. You know, like like you're saying with like that actress that's been so uh, talented for so long, and then show up in a Netflix show or movie, and then people know who they are all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, there was a time when Netflix was like making these movies. Like, I remember Beasts of No Nations was on Netflix, and Idris Elba was in the movie, and he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And people were trying to be like, well, it's not really a movie, it's a TV movie. And then Steven Spielberg went on this whole tirade against Netflix just to sign a $100 million deal with Apple TV to make movies for them. And the first movie he made for them wasn't even that good, all right? And I'm just going to say right now, a lot of a-, a lot of directors that made very good movies in like the 90s and the 80s and they made those classics the movies you make now do not have the same charm they do not have the same je ne sais quoi you know what i mean um (laughs) i'm pointing directly at m night Shyamalan, the avatar movie you will not see heaven you will not see heaven i'm sorry it's just not the place for you because what were you thinking making all the brown people the villains and then making wait i I feel you. I, th- that was painful to witness. Oh my gosh. Like, why would you do this to us? Like, Can I also say, though, I'm so glad you brought up Beasts of Man. <laughs> I just Elba is fantastic in that role. And yeah. He has a charm to him, but he's also mm-hmm. terrifying. And mm-hmm. I, it's one of my favorite roles. And I feel like a lot of people don't even remember it. They remember him as Heimdall in Thor, or yes. they remember him as. But a guy from Pacific Rim, but it's like he has other great stuff like that too. Imagine if he did get nominated for an Oscar for that. So he definitely does deserve it. And also Caleb McLaughlin, who a lot of people know from Stranger Things, and he's a very talented actor. And I love him in Stranger Things. But he was also in Concrete Cowboy, which was on Netflix, and also starred Idris Elba. And I don't feel like a lot of people talked enough about that movie. And that movie also had Lorraine Toussaint in it. And it was really, really good, but I don't feel like enough people talked about it. And that's another thing with, like, I am glad that streaming services have such quality content. I just, because I know there's so much out there and there's so much to watch. I just wish there was a way for me to know when, like, really good stuff is coming out. Because I'll hear about something like, oh, this actor was cast in this movie. But then I never hear about the movie coming out or see the trailer or anything like that. Like, I said this, I said this in my last podcast about Umbrella Academy, but streaming services really need to work a lot harder at marketing their films because award season should not be the time when I learn about a movie. Award season should not have been when I learned about Pachinko on Apple TV after it was snubbed because people were talking about how Squid Games had record nominations for Asian American actors, which is phenomenal and great, and I love that. Like, I'm glad that Sandra Oh was the only Asian actor getting nominated for Emmys. Like, I'm very happy about that. But to know that Pachinko was also a TV show on Apple TV, which was very well done, well-reviewed, well-liked, but didn't get nominated for an Emmy when y'all, I know you were pushing Ted Lasso. I know you were gunning for Ted Lasso, which is also a good show. I've heard great things about it, but it's unfair. Like, you know, you can't, I get like, you can pick and choose whatever, da-da-da-da, but 
if a TV show is getting a certain kind of acclaim and certain kind of favorable reviews, it should then also have a marketing budget that reflects that. That reflects the work and reflects the refinery of it and reflects how good it is. You know what I mean? You cannot, don't bury this shit. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that Barry Jenkins made a whole limited series on Amazon Prime, and I didn't hear about that, but I know all about The Boys and Invincible, which is also good, but I would also like to know about that. And the fact that... I, just, yeah, I didn't know about that either, and I wish I did. Barry Jenkins! Barry Jenkins of Moonlight. The fact that that movie did so well... Like, A24 was already a popular uh, movie studio before Moonlight, but after... And there's no question there's no question about it yeah it's you know what else too though i think what you're speaking to is to be also speaking to the politics of award season mm-hmm. which i i don't like i don't yeah. care for and it, it makes me wonder like you look at like i'm looking at the variety site and it shows like okay better call Saul is amc euphoria is hbo ozark's netflix severance is apple tv squid game stranger things netflix so it's showing who, which studio or which uh, service is, is behind these shows. And it makes me feel like, like did, was Apple only able to push ABC? Hmm. Were they not able to push ABCD? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so it is interesting, like you said, like the budget for, for what they do push. And, and then again, what they choose to push, it, it shows their true colors, perhaps. Like, oh, they know Ted Lasso is loved and they're going to push that. But who cares about Pachinko? It doesn't need the eyes because... It's good, but if people want to watch it, they can watch it. Like, like they kind of just dismiss it in a way, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. And then, like, you kind of look at the... Minus Netflix, of course, which has multiple things because they have so much content. But it's, like, there's not a lot of separation between... Like, most of these services have one or two things. And then the powerhouses, like Netflix or maybe HBO, have three or four. And it just, just goes to show the politics of, like, they're the ones that hold the most, the most power, you know? I'm going to say this. And I understand that some people may not agree with what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to say it. If you have a show, there are certain shows that are shoe-ins for award season. That's a good good way to put it. (laughs) One of them is The Marvelous Miss Maisel. It was cute when it first came out, but now we need to put it to the side. Now we got to let somebody else get the spotlight. No hate to the creator of Gilmore Girls. That was my childhood. It truly was. But we need to let somebody else have a turn. All right? Like, that's that's literally it. We just got to let somebody else. There's too many shows on Prime TV that have not gotten enough spotlight and that have not gotten enough, like, top... T- like, duh, 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 duh. I want you to talk about another show on Prime Video. I'm looking at it right now. You're right. That's, like, the only Amazon thing. Yeah. Like, and there practically. Are, there are so many good shows on Amazon Prime. You know, just because Phoebe Waller-Bridge took a break, you know, and Fleabag isn't making any new seasons, doesn't mean there isn't anything else on Prime Video. Hello? There are plenty of things (laughs) to watch. So, yes, definitely that. Also, the fact that, like, I actually didn't hear anybody talk about White Lotus, to be honest. And from what I did hear about White Lotus, some people said that it was kind of disappointing. So I'm a little surprised that it was nominated. But here's my theory. Okay, so Sydney Sweeney, a phenomenal actress. Amazing. I think she's very beautiful. I think she's great. And then also Natasha Rothwell, who is incredibly funny and wonderful. Okay, I see what happened. So 
There's no other limited series that came out in 2021. No other actresses in a limited I think, series. I think there was a very shallow pool of those this year. Okay. If you look at it, Hulu has literally almost all of them. Yeah. Um, it dominated that category. That's another thing that's like, I don't really, like, you're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that there were only like three limited series that caught people's attention in 2021 and possibly the end of 2020. I don't believe you. I don't yeah. believe you. And also, I know it wasn't like Bite Lotus, because the, pe- the people who actually did watch it and told me about it, they were like, it was okay. It was good. But, like, it was kind of, like, there. So, yeah. we're just giving awards, like, their participation trophies. Like, Natasha Rothwell deserves one. But that's the thing. She is already well-known from Insecure. She is already well-known because she has her own deal that's in the works. Sydney Sweetie yeah. is already well-known from Euphoria. So now, right. y'all don't want to nominate them for the things that people already know them for. Y'all are taking a cop-out and be like, oh, well, they're in this other show. So, here you go. It's an Emmy, isn't it? So you want to... <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. It's not funny. It's not cute. All right. Yeah. But Natasha Rothwell, I would love it if she did win an Emmy. Because she deserves an Emmy. And she's phenomenal. And she's amazing. And that's simply it. I have no idea what Dope Sick is, but I guess I have to watch that now. Caitlin Dever. Caitlin Dever. Wasn't she in Unbelievable? Do you um, remember I that show? remember. Unbelievable. It was a miniseries off of Netflix. It came out in 2019. She was in it, and also Toni Collette was in it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did Unbelievable get nominated for something? A Peabody. Okay. That's it. A Peabody and a Critics' Choice Award. Let me not go on another rant. Let me not go into that. You're good. It's... <laughs> All right. Let's look at what else we have here. We have Barry, Hacks. I've never watched Hacks. Apparently Hacks has 17 nominations. Uh, okay. <laughs> How is it that these shows that I haven't heard of or I haven't seen people talk about get nominated for this much? I was just going to say, I don't think I've seen... Because, you know, I have a lot of... I've, I'm networked pretty deep on Twitter. I don't think I've ever seen anybody talk about that show. <laughs> Another like, they talk about Barry, you know, yeah. they talk about Severin. Oh, y'all love your little white comedians. You love your white comedians. Bill Hader, John Mulaney, uh, Nick Crow. <laughs> y'all love them. Everybody from SNL, y'all die for them. You fall on your sword yeah. for them. Gosh. Yeah, I, I haven't even heard of Hacks. I'm actually going to look that up, too. There was another show that got nominated for Emmys one year. It had Louis Anderson in it. And I forget the name of it, but for some reason it got so many nominations. And that's another problem with the um, voters for the nominees. Y'all are white. Y'all keep watching these shows with white people in them. And I'm not saying that these shows are bad, but like, am I really gonna... I watch Secession. Do I need to watch any other show that's full of white people? Like, be real with me. Be real with me for a second. Like, I'm sure Hacks is great. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's super funny. But Curb Your Enthusiasm is also hilarious, too. And that show gets nominated every single year it's on because they will never end that show until Larry David literally kicks the bucket. I was just going to say, like that, like you said, that's a lock. Like, that mm-hmm. and Marvelous Miss Maisel are not getting removed from their spots, so... How much money do you have to spend to ensure an Emmy win every single year? Right. Like, if just if, is Jeff Bezos flying out to his private island... So, Miss Harpless Maisel can win it every, every year? Every year? It's hilarious to me that the woman who was in Miss Marvelous Maisel has won an Emmy, 
and yet she was in that Quibi show where she had an arm of gold. You remember that? You remember Quibi? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember like, Quibi? Two days. <laughs> oh my god. And then Anna Kendrick. What's interesting too is like uh, I'm looking at it like mm-hmm. uh, with Only Murders. Abbott Elementary, and maybe what we do in the shadows. It looks like ATL got bumped, or Atlanta got bumped. I have... Donald Glover got nominated, but the show Mm -hmm. didn't get nominated, and I think it was almost every single season up until now. I do have to say, I have a kind of love-hate relationship in regards to, like, Atlanta, and also Donald Glover and his work. Because, like, is he talented? Yes. Is he very dedicated and hardworking? Yes. I like that he doesn't come on social media... And, like, he kind of keeps to himself. But whenever he does open his mouth to do literally anything, it's kind of just like, can you go back to your Asian wife and shut up, please? Like, can you please leave us alone? Like, the attitude and the way that he was acting when we first met him in, like, Community and with his first mixtape dropping and, like, all that stuff with him talking about how, like, black girls didn't like me, I like anime, I usually sleep with white girls and Asian girls. Like, it's stayed with him. It's just that he's quieter now. He's more talented, he's richer, and he's just quieter now. But it's the same kind yeah. of attitude. And you see it in Atlanta season, their most recent season. Because why is Chet Hanks... Why was Chet Hanks there? Why was Chet Hanks in Atlanta? In that show? No reason. No reason. And, uh, like, as someone who watched, has watched Atlanta and has not watched the third season, it's kind of just like... You kind of got to take what you get, and you got to ignore some stuff. But after the interview he did where he interviewed himself, it was kind of like, okay, you know. And now he's going to do a show that's, like, Beyonce-inspired with Chloe Bailey. And all that I ask is that we don't do the Illuminati stuff. We don't do the date, the cheating stuff. We don't do the, like, surgery rumors thing. We just, like, please just keep it professional. Like... I need to not have a first lady incident. You know, like the show on Showtime, that first lady show with Viola Davis, where she played yeah, Michelle, as, Obama. Uh, Michelle Obama. Right? Yeah. I need that to not happen with Hive. Like, well intentioned, talented person behind the scenes, and then what comes out is garbage. What comes out is lifetime quality, B, like, D minus, rotten, all the way garbage. Like, I don't need that with Hive. Yeah. And I. Assume that it's not going to happen because Chloe is like, you know, literally Beyonce's prodigy. So I assume that she knows, you know, but like still. You know, also Donald Glover's doing a Mr. and Mrs. Smith show. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I was reporting on that and I just thought that was really interesting. I guess it's going to be kind of like an action thing and we'll see. That will be interesting to watch. He hasn't done action yet, so. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, that'd be different. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm down for it. Um, I was going to say, we took a huge uh, left turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's cool, it's cool. Um, another thing that I was surprised by, let's see here. So, I'm glad that Margaret Qualley got nominated for Made for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Anthology Series or Movie. I mean, that's great, because Made was actually like a really good show, and people talked about it a lot, and they really liked it. I'm surprised that Clickbait didn't get nominated for a lot. Clickbait came out this year, right? On Netflix? Um, question. See, there's so many, See? So many shows to keep up with. <laughs> Look at us both trying to Google it. Like, oh, it wasn't a good show. I mean, it was popular. It was Yeah, very, it came out in 2021, though. Yeah. I feel like that show should have got nominated. Because, I mean, 
as pretty people really liked it. People really liked it for the most part. Let's see here. I have an article with most of the snubs. I think people were surprised that this is us didn't get nominated. I'm waiting for the show to end. They'll nominate it for the last season. They'll nominate. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Isn't it about to end? I yeah, thought it was. It's about to end. So y'all can just hold on one second. All right, it's coming. It's coming. I'm surprised that Julia Roberts didn't get nominated for Gaslit because she is Julia Roberts. You would think that would be like, you know, she's Hollywood royalty. Um, Sarah Paulson getting nominated for American Crime Story makes sense because Sarah Paulson is in every American Crime Story, every American Horror Story, every single thing that Ryan, whatever his name is, she's in, except for Glee, which is funny that she wasn't in Glee, but like, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um... Morning Show got nominated. Of course it did. Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer getting nominated for Killing Eve's last season. It's not... It doesn't have the same feeling it did in season one. Because season one truly was epic. It was a masterpiece. This last season, I don't know what y'all were doing. I don't know why any of that happened but what i do know is that jody Carver and sandra oh go empty-handed that night i won't be upset because if they win an emmy for what happened for what transpired i'm gonna be like no season one yeah season two possibly this last season no that's what happens when you keep changing showrunners every single season for a tv show I say that's unfortunate. I've I've heard such good things about it, but so it fell off for that this most recent season. Like it was still good because it's Killing Eve and like Sandra and Jodie Comer together are amazing. But there were certain things that were like added in and changed. And the thing is, season two was very ambitious. A lot happened in season two that made it very interesting and like really like just enticing and like really good to watch. But when you jump off of a season that moves at the pace that season two did and took the jumps and was as ambitious as season two was it's hard to follow that up so when they try to it just kind of fell flat in a way so i'll definitely check out season one (laughs) season one and season two you know it's gonna leave you on a cliffhanger but you gotta make your peace with god on that one (laughs) you really do you really do how many seasons does killing eve have I think it has three. Four. Okay, the third season isn't that bad, but the fourth season, you just gotta let it live. You just gotta let it die. You just gotta let it go. Season one, two, three are okay. Season three, you can get through it. Season four, I think you can leave it alone. (laughs) You can can just kinda, you know, let it, let bygones be bygones. You know what I mean? It's fine. Um, of course the session got nominated for so much. People were surprised that Anne Hathaway didn't get nominated for We Crashed. I'm surprised she said yes to that project. Um, I just want to say to Anne Hathaway's agent, her publicist, her manager, whoever it is that are, is picking these roles for her, I want you to meet me behind the McDonald's off of Peachtree Parkway because we need to talk. We just need to talk. Come outside. I'm not going to jump you. I'm not going to jump you. Come outside. I was going to say, I mean, I feel like... I feel like she hasn't done anything terribly relevant since her big Oscar win uh, for Les Mis. And I think think that was like the same time period as Dark Knight Rises, but she's been gone for like the past decade in my eyes. Anne Hathaway has been in role after role after role. The problem is that 
they've all been bad. And it's not like they're the bad, like, like, oh, you just look good, you just see the plot. Like, me, I will defend A Wrinkle of Time until the day I die. That movie is a masterpiece to me. No, like, the things she has been in for the past couple years have been bad. She was in a movie with Rebel Wilson. I don't know what to- I, like, I understand, like, you might make some money from that. Honestly, that movie actually didn't do well in the box office in comparison to how much it, it, it they spent to make the movie. But she was also in a movie based off of a Roald Dahl book, Witches, and that was atrocious. It was just I was going to say, like... It was just ugly. I came and went, like... <laughs> nobody nobody talked about it, like... Literally. And we crashed, like, if you watch the trailer, the trailer tells the whole story. You don't need to watch the show. The trailer tells the whole story. Also... Like, We Crash is literally a limited series on Apple TV about the WeWork people. And I can tell that Anne Hathaway was doing all she could with what she was given. And someone lied to her and told her this would give her an Emmy or a SAG Award or a Critics' Choice Award or something. Someone lied to her and said that would help her. Obviously, they didn't tell her that Jared Leto was going to be in it with her. Because that really was like half of the downfall. We need to let Jared Leto go. We gotta let him live in his yurt with his cult and leave him alone. We need to stop inviting him to places. I don't know what, who, I don't know who at Marvel thought, like, he didn't get any sign on to Morbius was when people actually kind of liked him, but that was in 2014. Now. Yeah, now he's gone off the rails. I don't know what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. He's giving us Tom Cruise vibes. Like, it's giving, it's giving that, you know, it's time to, it's time to let him, Yeah. I do feel sorry for Anne Hathaway that she said yes to that and she expected something to come out of it. Babes, you were sorely mistaken. Sorely mistaken. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, Station Eleven is um, a new show on HBO Max that came out. And I'm not going to lie, Station Eleven. I started watching episode one. I'm a little too scared to keep watching it because I know the show will wreck me. I know it's good. I know it's amazing. I know it's great. Basically, the show is about this guy who left a play and he saw that like the main actor had a heart attack and literally died on stage and then a young girl who was also in the play like was there but her parents were there to pick her up no one was there to take her home so he volunteered to take her home his sister who works in a hospital calls him panicked and frightened because there is a virus going around and it's like stay inside go to her brother's recluse hide in board the doors do not come out do not come out and you get that sense of urgency that's obviously replicated from COVID-19. But the way she says it is like, this is something even worse. Because within the first season, you see how quickly the hospital gets over flooded. People are running to the hospital. People are trying to get in through the back doors to the hospital. There are like cars, like there's just like, it's empty. Like it's either too many cars outside or there's nobody outside. And the show obviously pivots from like present day when you see the beginning of this virus taking hold of people to like society literally being restructured into nomad land into people literally traveling in vans and tents and people not even knowing like generations of people not even knowing what a smartphone is like that's the kind of show it is it's amazingly done and it literally flew under the radar on hbo max i don't know why hbo max doesn't promote their shows the only show they promote is flight attendant which, like, I'm not mad at because it's good. But, like, the only show they really promote is Flight Attendant and then the Sex Lives of College Girls, which are both good shows. 
but they have such better shows on there. You know, like, why is Tokyo Vice getting a season two? Antoine Elgort is not even that good of an actor. Like, even when I liked him, I didn't even think he was that good of an actor. But, like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And Station Eleven yeah. is amazing. Um, Hamish Patel, he was also in the movie Yesterday, which is a movie is that where... Him? The main guy? <laughs> the Beatles don't exist! And he basically plays all the Beatles music, and it becomes famous off of it, which I don't think would actually happen in real life, because, like... He suddenly meets Ed Sheeran and Kate McKinnon is his agent. You want me to believe that? Like, you want me to believe that? Is it that? really? Is it really? Is it really gonna happen? Because also in Yesterday, I think that John Lennon is alive in that movie. Like that's the yeah. John, he he meets John Lennon. Yeah, everybody knows John Lennon. Everybody loves John Lennon. Such a sweetheart. America's sweetheart. Not problematic at all. Paul McCartney is literally right there. Like. Paul McCartney is alive and actually, like, kind of a nice person. Like, y'all could have got him. Why do we need to see John Lennon? Hello? <laughs> but, yeah, that's besides the point. Anyways, uh, Hamish Patel, he deserves, uh, definitely deserves the nomination for Outstanding Lead in the Drama Series. I hope that will, you know, push people to watch uh, Station Eleven because it's really, really good. I love I'll it. have to check that out. See, I, I think you're right, though. Like, the, they didn't market this very well. I, I'm just not hearing about it right now, so... I think there are a lot of TV shows that have come out that just kind of, like, fly under the radar. And obviously, like, you can't expect streaming services to promote and push every single one of their shows. But you gotta give everybody a little legroom. You gotta give everybody some, like, press. Because Prime Video will push every single show they have on TikTok. They will shove it down your throat. It'll be the first video you see when you open that app, okay? Literally, TikTok is like three videos, a live, an ad, another live, three videos. Like, literally, it's like live, ad, oh, you're still on TikTok? Why don't you log off for me? Why don't you go ahead and clock out for me? Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah. I see you. Crusty, dusty, haven't showered yet. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. You're still scrolling on your thumbs, getting tired. How about you plug your phone in and turn on your alarm and go to sleep? Like, at least Prime Video actually, like, tries to push up the things they make. Some of y'all need to invest in billboards. It's also interesting, too. It's like, it seems like that Station Eleven show has, like, a pretty decent budget. It's like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you protect your investment? Yeah. That's another thing. It's an investment. You want these shows to get nominations and awards? You want people to care if these shows win things? You need to get people to watch them first for people to care. Okay? I'm glad that The Great finally got nominated for something. I think it's in the second season. I don't think it got nominated for anything in the first season. But The Great is a show on Hulu. It's like a comedic retelling of Catherine the Great. It stars Elle Fanning Fanning and Nicholas Holt. I'm glad that Nicholas Holt is finally in something good. Because... I'm not gonna lie. He's a good actor, but he's been in a lot of flops. But yeah, he's... I've heard nothing but great things about that. Show. <laughs> I heard it's like really quirky and different from what you think it is. Like yeah, yeah. Of course, Severance getting nominated makes sense. Severance is really good. We love. It's been Adam buzzing Scott. recently. Yeah, I honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I can't watch Severance. It's too similar to the job I have right now, and I don't need another existential crisis. I'm just gonna take everyone's word for it and say that it's good. I'm sure it's amazing. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's not that my... It's a new job I have. It's not bad. It's just kind of boring sometimes. But I don't need... Yeah. I don't need a show with an actor that I love to, like, send me into an existential crisis. Like, I'm good. I can send myself to do an existential crisis. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Lily James got nominated for Pam and Tommy. Um, I'm gonna say this right now. There's this weird thing going on where people are making biographical drama miniseries off of trashy white celebrities, and I wish he would stop. Like, there's also one. Emmy Rossum is in one. Um, Emmy, you should have gotten an Emmy for Shameless. You and I both know this. You and I both know this. And whenever you want to go and fight the man that played Frank, I'm right there with you. I got your back. I could be the lookout or I could be the, the one doing it. I'll take the fall for you. I'm just letting you know right now. If you use this as a court of law against me, I'm lying. I'm joking. This is a podcast. I'm a comedian. Obviously. This is a joke. What do you mean? But I just kind of <laughs> like, like, I don't need to know about the life of trashy white celebrities. I don't really care that much. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm sure there's some people who do care. But the people who do care are also fans of the Kardashians. And I feel like y'all can just, like, move to the side with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I was just going to say, I feel like Pam and Tommy catered to a very specific audience. Like, the mm-hmm. kind that made the Tiger guy, Tiger King thing. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yes. audience that they were aiming for. Yeah. Like. I hope you got the clicks. I hope you got the views. I hope you got the likes. You know? I hope you got everything you wanted out of that. But... Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else here? The Dropout got nominated for an Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. Um, shout out to Emma, Amanda Seyfried for coming back to acting to do, like, a serious role. And I'm not gonna lie, from what I saw from the clips, she actually did pretty good. And Amanda Seyfried is, like, one of those actresses that you've seen in, like, you know those movies? It's like, oh, it's a movie. Maybe I'll watch it with my friends. Like, it's not like a serious movie. But for her to take on this kind of serious role with Hulu, I mean, good for you. It's same with Melanie Linsky. Like, I love seeing actors decide to, like, you know what? I want to switch it up for a change. I'm going to show you my acting chops. I'm going to show you my range. I'm going to show you I am that girl. And you know what? You have always been that girl for me. And those people who did not think that you were their girl have no taste. All right? No taste. She's amazing. She was great in Intervention. I love that movie. Directed by Cleo Duvall with Jason Ritter and Ben Schwartz and the girl that looks like the girl from Broad City. She was in Search Party on TBS and now HBO Max. That's another show I really like, but it went downhill after a while. Like that's kind of like, ooh, we're taking a, some risky turns here. Um, yes. Also, Stranger Things got nominated for Outstanding Drama Series, but Millie Bobby Brown and Sandy Sig did not get any nominations for leading actress roles i don't think they really need them though you know what i mean like i think enough like the world knows what they did and it's that's not like they needed the spotlight everybody watches stranger things like not me because it's too scary for me i'm sorry but everybody watches stranger things for the most part you know and i think that like this is probably a bad idea i don't know but i feel like there should be not really an award show but there should be something in place that like uplifts like unknown or like kind of under the radar kind of tv shows because you can't rely on these fan accounts with a thousand followers to like <laughs> like push these fan cams under every single popular tweet to try and like get people to watch the shows that they want people to watch you know what i mean like it's just and like of course i don't want certain tv shows to get participation trophies like, oh, you did a good job. Oh, thanks for trying. Oh, better luck next year. It's like, I don't want that. But I still want the acknowledgement for them and their hard work. And also, like, 
you shouldn't make TV shows or movies. You shouldn't create things just to get nominations or awards. You should get it for like, you should do it for the love of it. Da 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 da. I don't care. I want to see my favorite people hold the gold trophy. I want to see it. I want to see it in their hand. I want them to be proud. I want them to be on the stage. I want them to be revered. I want them to get like the love and support that they deserve. Like, it's not too much. You know, to also. People keep talking about Sadie Sink. Caleb McLaughlin did a great job in the finale for Stranger Things as well. He he killed it. Uh, Caleb pulled on my heartstrings for sure. Caleb is an amazing actor. Yes, he he's amazing. And honestly, he was very he was fair, treated very unfairly season one of Stranger Things. Like people were just like unnecessarily mean to him because his character didn't like Elle. Which listen, if a bald girl walks out of the woods. And your friend brings her to your D&D game. Are you going to welcome her with open arms? Be honest. Because I'm not. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, and honestly, I don't understand, like, I mean, I get why the, there was conflict, but mm-hmm. I don't understand why people were upset with him or whatever, because he was actually acting rational. He wanted yeah. to find his friend. Yes. He didn't care about the little weird bald girl that yes. came out of the woods. Like, that was not his priority. His priority was his friend, and I think that was admirable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mike was being, you know a little hormonal teenager, and Will was being tortured. Like he is every single season. Y'all need to leave my little boy alone, alright? Leave Noah alone, okay? That is my son. That's mine. Will Byers? He also had a fantastic monologue in this past season. Um, was Schnapp did great. I have, I've only seen season two. I've seen some of season three, because my cousins came to visit and they made me watch with them and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. But like, for the most part, you know, all the kids on that show do so well. Like, everybody on that show is incredibly talented and especially when known a writer who deserves the resurgence she's gotten and I hope that she's happy and she's just living her life. And also David Harbour, I don't know how he survived the theater season three, but he did and I'm happy that he did because if there's one thing like, listen, I'm okay with a character coming back to life in unexplained reasons. I watch Supernatural. I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, it definitely, like, puts a damper on the finale of 3. Um, it kind of, like, lessens the impact, because the, the way 3 ended was so beautiful. Especially thinking that he was gone. So. Um, let's see. Another snub was Blackish. But Blackish is still on TV, which is kind of surprising to me, because, like, I... Okay, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I don't really like Kenya Burris or the things that he makes. And I know that there are people who really do love him, and, of course, he's become a household name in the industry now, and I'm all for black people winning. I'm all for it. But there's something to be said about a man who had a Netflix show that's supposed to be based off of his family, and he casted Rashida Jones to be his wife, who is black, we know, but you wouldn't know that she's black by looking at her. And so then all his kids are light-skinned by default, which plays into, like, the Kenya Burris love for light-skinned women. You know what I mean? Like, is Tika Sumter an exception? Yes. But the show is called Mixed Dish, so it plays into what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I love Kenya Burris and all. I'm he's talented, he is. But the things he makes are not for me. I don't need to watch Blackish. I know what it's like to be black. You know. Like those shows serve a certain audience 
and it caters to the audience. And there are other people who are black who like the show and watch it and they enjoy it and that's great. But I'm not somebody who finds anything... I don't really see anything that I gain out of those shows. The same with, like, Dear White People. Like, when the movie came out, it was amazing. It was great. Because at the time the movie came out was when people were having these conversations online. Like, it came out in 2014. And Tessa Thompson, who was a fairly newer actor, being in that role really did, like, push her into the spotlight. And then also Thor and everything else passing with that. And then also it had Tyler James Williams, who was a great actor, and I love that he was in that movie. Because people mainly know him from Everybody Hates Chris, but him being in that movie really did, like, show off his range. And I'm glad that a lot of the original actors in the film carried into the Netflix show. And Logan Browning is an amazing replacement for Tessa Thompson, because Logan has that, you know, she has the voice, she has the swagger, she has the stance, she has it all. Like, she plays that character very, very well. But... Dear white people felt like, uh, you know who Francesca Ramsey is? Um, not sure. There are, there was a kind of a league of black women on YouTube at a time that would make videos about like racism, cultural appropriation, interne- intersectional feminism. It was mainly Julesy, Francesca Ramsey, Akila Hughes, Cat Black. You know, they would make the kind of movies that you see on like left tube left tube or bread tube and that's kind of what i think of shows like blackish and like dear white people it's shows where you take the definitions and the explanations and you apply it into real life and it works and it's well done well rated well acted very funny jennifer lewis deserves she does she simply does deserve because she's amazing tracy ellis wallace Tracy Ellis Ross is a phenomenal actress, and the fact that she's able to make a name for herself outside of her mother, who is literally Diana Ross, is phenomenal. The fact that people know who Tracy Ellis Ross is, and they get surprised that her mother is Diana Ross, speaks to her talent and her hard work and her drive. Yara Shahidi, I will always love her. She's one of my favorite light-skinned women. I love her. She's great. She's amazing, okay? But it's those kind of shows that are like explaining things to you if you don't get it and you don't understand it so you can understand it but i already know so why am i here you know what i mean like also dear white people did like a musical episode in their last season which not every last season needs to end with a musical stop singing shut up okay it's not broadway okay and i was a theater kid so believe me when i say shut up okay please leave it alone don't have these actors hopping in the studio okay it's enough it's enough right jesus christ yeah but what was i talking about that blackish blackish was snubbed <laughs> it's funny that i said that all about kenya burris i was saying no you're good <laughs> sometimes too where it's just go on a tangent you kind of let it take you where it takes you so it's funny that i'm talking about how i don't really like kenya burris when he's literally executive producing a show with kid cuddy that I'm 100% going to watch. I'm 100% going to watch. It's called Intergalactic. It stars him, Jessica Williams, Vanessa Hudgens, Ty Dallasine, Timothy Chalamet. Macaulay Culkin is in it as well. It's literally an animated show, and it's going to have an album alongside with the show. It comes out at the end of September. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Like, it sounds great. And I'm 100% going to watch it, because both the, it's a romantic TV show. Both the leads are black. So, you know. All right. Let's give it a try. Let's see how it goes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else you want to say in regards to like the Emmys? 
and you know award season and stuff like that um no i think we covered it pretty well um i said my piece on it Mm -hmm. uh i do want to say euphoria and zendaya being nominated is great um i'm glad that zendaya has now become a shoe-in for emmys i think it's phenomenal i think that euphoria is definitely like the perfect role for her because zendaya definitely is like she's like 23 24 but she could easily pass as a 16 year old you know and her being in euphoria fits because just like people have known her for a long time and have seen her growing up and to see her in the character of rue it's so interesting because rue is such a like wild card and zendaya herself like never tweets barely posts minds her business we all found out that she was digging that white boy just on a whim because the paparazzi won't leave her alone. So it's kind of interesting to see her play this character that's like so risky and the role is kind of ambitious and her being like a very like kind of normal person, you know. I love that for her. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say. Uh, I do want to say, uh, uh, no. Oh, I do want to say... Issa Rae being nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress is very much like, oh, it was your last season, so here you go. And the fact that she may not even win is something that's like, I think that Jean Smart is going to win. That's yeah. what I think. I think she's going to win for Hacks. So you, would you say it's like, it's like a bittersweet thing, that nomination for her? For me it is. For her, she doesn't care. Yeah. She does not care. She has an A-figure deal with HBO Max. She has a new show called Rap Shit. That's gonna come out. She has a reality show. She has a record label. Like, yeah, is... like it's not gonna hurt her no. her status. Yeah. She's literally gonna show up, look good, say hi to all her <laughs> friends, and then dip. Cause usually that's what people do at these award shows. And yeah. um, I think what will be interesting is if Jeremy Strong wins for lead actor, just cause he gives you like weird white guy vibes, but not in a not in a not in a way that's like it's harmless you know like it's, yeah. it's harmless. he's been around forever too he's one of those guys like getting a lot of recognition right now but he's been in the game for a while too so yeah and he's amazing in succession i do think that he should have been i think he should have won for season two i think season two was his best performance if someone does if someone from succession does win an emmy for this season it has to be either greg tom or Sarah Snook, those three. I feel like Kieran probably should have won for season one. I think season one, Kieran was like peak because he was freshly just a terrible person. It was just fresh in our minds. He was just right there in our faces. I feel like, yeah, give it to him, the little shit. Yeah, give him his little trophy. Give it to him, you know? But uh, yeah. And I completely forgot that he was in um, Selma. I completely forgot he was in Selma. <laughs> I remember seeing him once and such, and I was like, he looks familiar. And I looked him up on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that the weird white actors that I know of are kind of just like, you know, they're down with the cause. It's like, you say things that are kind of quirky sometimes, but at least I know you're not racist. So, I let it slide. You know, like Vera, not Wang, but the lady that was in uh, Bates Motel. And then she was in the horror movie. Are you talking about Vera Famiga? Yes! Vera Famiga! Because she was in The Child of the Chicago 7. And she mm-hmm. spoke very highly of Eva DuVernay. It's like, in the interviews, 
you're very much still giving me base motel, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The session season four, man, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay. I do think the Squid Game is going to probably clear out for the Emmys, of course, which is understandable because it's a really good show. Um, Andrew Garfield got nominated for Under the Banner of Heaven. I find it hilarious that Andrew Garfield has dedicated himself to taking roles that cover every aspect of Christianity. <laughs> like, first he was a monk, and then he was like a TV pastor, and now he's under the banner of heaven. Like, I don't know what's going on with him, but I kind of support it. <laughs> it feels like therapy. You know, there are some actors that they take certain roles, it's like, this is what my therapist meant by working out your issues. This is what they meant by applying things in therapy into real life. And it's like, no, honey, this is fiction. Like, this is not real. You know what? Work through your issues how you want to work through them. That's okay. That's fine. So, I was going to yeah. say, he's been having a hell of a year. Um, yes. He had the, the Best Actor nomination for Tick, Tick, Boom and the mm-hmm. Oscars. And then he was almost unanimously, like, everyone's favorite from No Way Home because he was so genuine and yeah. heartfelt in that role as well. So um, he's having a great year. I do want to say I will defend The Amazing Spider-Man with my life. I have not seen either <laughs> of the movies, but I will defend it simply because it's Andrew Garfield and I love that man. Yeah, no, he's he's a really, really great actor and he pours his soul into things and it shows. He is. I remember that one year where he kept kissing men and terrorizing us. <laughs> terrorizing some people, not me. Well, you know. You know how they get down. It was cute. He's adorable. Um... Man, I can't think of anything else to talk about. I hope that... I am kind of upset that What We Do in the Shadows only got nominated for writing instead of, like, any acting categories. Because What We Do in the Shadows is a really good show. And I love Takaiwa Titi and obviously Jermaine Clement. They're both amazing. They're both very funny. And I do wish that it got, you know, something else. But it's fine. Um, yeah. one That's thing, next on my watch list, honestly. What We Do in the Shadows is another comfort show so you'll yeah. definitely i'll just say I, I i love the film i just haven't yeah. got onto the show i've been late so also um our flag means death very good i don't know if you've seen that it's also another taika good about it taika wahidi joint you should definitely get into it it's very good it's very fun it's a it's a nice little you know fun little schnip um one thing <laughs> i kind of regret bringing this up but i want to bring it up one show that I've always wanted to see get nominated for an Emmy and has not um, was Jesus and Nero, but it looks like that's not going to happen because um, they broke up, which is like really sad and like really like hard. Like it really does feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to put this into words, but I'm going to try. Like Jesus and Nero were like, two guys just on Twitter being funny and then they worked at Complex and then Viceland and they had their podcast of course which was very popular and then Showtime and they've been able to hold people in with their authenticity and just like how they are and just how funny they are and I do think that like them being on Showtime has had them interview like a lot more interesting people like I love their interview with Pusha T and then Denzel Washington and of course their interview with Quinta it feels like very close to home because they're both people that got pretty famous off the internet and now they've grown into careers and met people that are like 
people they've looked up to and now these people know them well like the fact that Jesus and Mira are like friends with Jimmy Fallon is hilarious to me because these two guys used to like be on their show watching videos of animals having sex and now they're talking about pickling things with Jimmy Fallon like I find that so funny and interesting and it's very bittersweet to like see them you know split up but it happens when you work with people that you're close to and you know for a long time and working in the industry can affect people in different ways and you know things happen and I wouldn't want like anything messy to happen you know but the two of them together were so dynamic and just like so original and rare and they really did bring like a, a breath of fresh air into late night because late night has been a lot of jimmies and a lot of white guys and a lot of like skits and the kind of same things but at least with the skits that they did and the segments that they did they felt kind of authentic and they were funny and they were like genuine to the cause and to the audience that they had so it wasn't even like it wasn't even like that you know all in all I love Jesus and Miro and I'm sad that like they split and I I'm not gonna lie I feel like maybe we should have seen it coming that this was gonna happen with the amount of times they took a break but you know they got nominated for a Curtis Choice Award in 2020 and they won a Writers Guild Award in 2021 and they're nominated they may be nominated again for Best Talk Show for Critics Choice in 2022 but um you know it's I guess it just happens you know like what else can you say except it just that it happens sometimes yeah and we don't know the whole story like obviously I don't know who these and Mirror are personally I just am fans of their work you know the same way yeah. other people are so yeah okay have you ever watched Jesus and Miro do you know no that's why I was like, <laughs> kind of went off and, and on and on about it I was like I don't know what that is. <laughs> if it's you... on Showtime it's like a it's like a talk show or yeah it's very funny like they're both hilarious and like you know I think some of the jokes you might not get but I feel like if you kind of understand the context you'll get it you know I'll send you a clip of their stuff they did an interview with John Mulaney which honestly is their best interview Oh, I was going to say, I've, I've kind of, like, heard about this. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dang, they're, so they're not together anymore? No, I don't know what happened. Oh, I, I see the article now. Yeah. Dang, that's cool. Yeah, I, I've actually seen a couple clips of their interviews. That's really cool. Yeah. They're very, very funny. <clears throat> wow. Came a long way. <laughs> Shout out to them. Um, okay. I don't think there's anything else to say, uh, really. You know, um... Of course, this is probably going to fall on deaf ears, but I just wish that, like, I really, really wish that voting academies and, um, excuse me, award shows would give certain shows a rest and let other shows, like, letting two or three new shows get recognition is not enough anymore. It's not enough. Like, so many new things come out every single year, and they deserve to be nominated to deserve the recognition you know what I mean like yeah we can leave Curb Your Enthusiasm alone we can leave it alone I didn't even know it was still on air if I'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) and that's another thing is how like people are moving on to watching other things and watching new shows so if you keep nominating the same things over and over and over again people aren't going to watch your show they want to see the things that they watch and they like be nominated like our flag means death 
I would love to see it nominated for an Emmy. I don't know if it didn't fit into this year's category, but if next year, if it can be nominated, I would like to see it. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. And there are plenty of really good shows that I like that have never been nominated for an Emmy or a Critics' Choice Award or a SAG Award. And it doesn't mean it isn't good. It doesn't mean it's not interesting. It's just not being recognized by the Academy. And honestly, that's quite a disappointment, you know? Shows that I really like, like Snowfall and shows like Bob's Burgers. I don't know why I said those two shows are very different. They're two very different shows. But, you know. I'm actually curious. Have you seen Reservation Dogs? I have been meaning to watch it for the longest time. Same. But people and, like, really I think like they it. got completely snubbed. So. Yeah. Especially because it's a show that has a lot of, like, Native American indigenous actors in it. You know, that would be... Cool to see them get some Yeah, work, you know? it would be pretty awesome to see a show like that get nominated. But also, the Emmys don't really do a good job of, like... They, they're like, okay, we'll give you a little bit of diversity. But not too much. You know, like with Pose. Yeah. Like, Pose has had, like, three seasons. and Or they'll nominate, like, three or four actors in the same show. Mm-hmm. And I get it, it's popular and they're great, but do we really need to nominate the whole cast? <laughs> like, Listen... As much as I love Secession, not everybody needed an Emmy nomination. Only one person needed it, and it was Sarah. Sorry. Jeremy, I love you, but season two was your baby. Season two was where Jeremy signed. It was. Season two was where he really, he really did it. Like, he really did it. And also Brian Cox, too. Brian Cox is a phenomenal actor. He really does, like, twist their nipples in that show. <laughs> he, he, he kills them each and every time. I was going to say, that, that's been his speciality in cinema for yeah. some time. He plays a great villain. Yeah, he he really makes them just like absolutely lose it. Yeah. Alright. Um I think I guess that is basically all that we have to cover. So we can just do our last segment, which is I'll pass. We didn't do can't wait to watch, but like talking about the Emmys is literally one huge can't wait to watch because we haven't seen any of these shows. <laughs> so it's fine. You know? Um, so I'll pass is a segment where we talk about movies, TV shows, and industry news that have come out or recently come to light that we are going to be passing on. And is there any kind of, um, are there any industry news or is there anything coming out that you think you're going to, like, say, to? It's not so much that I'll pass, but it just sucks that, like, for example, the trailer for Amsterdam looked, in- Amsterdam looked incredible. The cast is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm just so frustrated that it's directed by David O. Russell, who is a very problematic filmmaker that mm-hmm. Hollywood adores, the Academy adores. Mm-hmm. He gets nominated for Oscars left and right for American Hustle, Civil Linings Playbook, going back to like, you know, Three Kings with Ice Cube and George Clooney, but he's a really, really problematic filmmaker, and it just mm-hmm. sucks that he continues to get work and he continues to make... It sucks because his movie looks good, but it just sucks that he is him. And some people can separate art from artists, but it's going to be hard to support it, especially when you have such a phenomenal cast like Margot Robbie, John David mm-hmm. Washington, and uh, Christian Bale. But yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It looks good, but I just I can't get myself to support the filmmaker. And a lot of my team on my podcast feels very similar. So yeah, I I remember seeing the cast list for that movie, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, there are those casts you see for certain movies where it's like, I don't know what the casting director has seen lately, 
but like Chris Rock, Chris Rock in a movie with Taylor Swift, it's kind of like interesting. Um, I'm scared they're gonna ask her about the slap, and I just want to say Taylor, one wrong move, all right, one wrong move. Everybody forgot that you were a little shady. Okay, so watch yourself. All right. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm. But gonna... then there's also like De Niro and like there's just so many people in that movie, but it just sucks that the, the director is a jerk. Yeah, like, I feel like certain people in the movie, like, lined up with other actors. It's kind of like, was this supposed to happen? Like, Christian Bale, yes. John David Washington, yeah, of course. Chris Rock? I'm sorry! When did he become a serious actor? No! Yeah, well, to be fair, he's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. I know people didn't like Spiral, but, I mean, he's he's not a bad actor. Oh, I didn't even, even, I didn't even bother with Spiral. I didn't even give him any attention. I was say, I didn't hate it, but, um, you know, it, it had some issues. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, no, I think I'm a little upset that y'all put Taylor, Taylor Swift back in my face. Y'all have made, you have reminded me that she exists. Like, I've, I'm happy with, like, Haim and Lord. Those are my white women in music. But, like, Little Miss, You Belong With Me, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was I was going to let the all too, like, the all too well thing, I was going to let that go. I was going to let y'all have that. I was going to let the Tw- Swifties have their moment. Because you know what? If she wants to remind us of her relationship problems again and again, then she's going to do it. Because who's going to stop her? But uh, a serious actress, yeah. do we have to do this? Like... I'm okay. gonna say I don't think her role is that big, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I mean that's true. Usually they do have like big, known, like well-known, well-known people in these kind of movies just to like kind of like bring in the audience and bring in the fans so they can get the butts in the seats. You know, the same thing with Zendaya yeah. and Dune. Okay, Dune was a good movie, but she had ten minutes of screen time. All right, let's be honest. So it was still a good movie. You know, I liked it. Yeah, well, uh, she's gonna have a huge role in the next film, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting the way they marketed it, right? Like, the face <laughs> and the poster she, all big. She, it's literally Timothy and then her. Like, the mom yeah. is even on the poster. <laughs> the mom is in right. the movie the most. I even know yeah. this lady's name. Like... <laughs> I think it was uh, Rebecca... I always mix them up. Is it Ferguson? Uh, God bless you. Um. Also, um. I want to say... I am getting tired of Dave Chappelle. I don't know why we keep doing this. We've been over this. We've talked about the problem here. And Dave Chappelle got upset because the alma mater of his high school didn't want him to do the closer special there. And they took away his name for the library that they're going to build in his honor. And he was like hurt and like offended. Sir, you got paid $20 million for every single one of those specials. So you could take them hurt feelings and just swim in your money and leave us all alone. The rest of us are trying to live. The rest of us, you know, the people that you keep talking about, the people you keep being derogative about in your specials that are on one of the biggest streaming platforms in the world, seen by millions of people, you know, trans people trying to live their lives are literally being taken out of their homes from their parents simply for, you know, taking, having gender assignment surgery. They are being forced to go to therapy because they're seen 
transgender people are seen as like mentally ill, they're being murdered, they're being hurt, they're being denied housing, they're losing their jobs, they're not being given access to healthcare, there are a lot of things affecting trans people all over this country, but you're getting butt hurt because you didn't get your name on a library, you're literally a millionaire, I need you to take your tears and drink them, I need you to take your woes and shut them up. Take those rolls, run down the six, and leave us all alone, okay? That's all I have to say. Like, we don't need to defend Dave Chappelle anymore. I also wish we could stop talking about him. And if Dave Chappelle wins an Emmy in the same year that Louis C.K. won a Grammy for his comedy special, I don't know what else to do except show up at these people's houses and let them know what it really is. Alright? Because people seem to think that, like, oh, well, like, like, I think respectability is dead. I think being respectable, I think the time has passed. You know what I mean? I feel like we should really let these people know how we feel. I'm not saying run up, but, like, maybe egg their house. Maybe TP their shit. Maybe bother them while they're in the restaurant eating dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that bad. When you are literally someone who has a voice that can be heard by millions and millions of people and influence so many people and you're saying these things that are derogatory rude and could be taken by lawmakers to create literal laws to make people's lives worse when they're just trying to live their lives i.e jk rowling i'm looking at you that's when everyday ordinary people whose lives you are destroying with your ignorance and your bigotry can start I'm not saying run up on the stage and punch him in the face that guy was a Trump supporter that hit him he was a racist he was a transgender but like you know making people a little bit uncomfortable for your ignorant beliefs that way you can take the time to learn from them or maybe like shut up possibly you know it's not the worst thing in the world yeah I'm not advocating for violence just a little bit of chaos just a little bit of mischief so I think I think the bigger picture here is you're right like people with a platform need to use their voice for the right reasons not the wrong ones yeah that's it and i also want to say um i'm very glad that kiki palmer is a nope i'm very glad that she's doing well i want to say i have been a fan of kiki palmer since akila and the bee obviously and true jackson vp i am obviously her core demographic i've seen everything kiki palmer's in and a lot of them have been bad but you know what i was there I saw it. I bought a ticket, Kiki. All right. Okay. That yeah. too and long honestly, of... from 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 what I've heard, I heard Nope is great. I yeah. can't wait to see it. I might go see it tonight. We'll see. I I know I'm gonna watch it probably later because you know work stuff, life. But like, all, honestly, like I'm very very glad that she is getting the recognition that she deserves. And there have been a lot of things she's been saying in interviews that just reflects so well in the life that she lives. Like, where she's literally like, some things do not serve you, and you just gotta keep working, keep grinding, and just stay true to yourself. And the things, the opportunities will come, and you will receive, like, you know, the recognition that you deserve. And she is receiving it now, and she truly does deserve it. Because Kiki Palmer is talented, she is beautiful, she is hilarious, she is grounded, she is viral, she is amazing, she is stunning, she is one of a kind, she is iconic, she is everything. And I love her, I stand, and I hope one day I get to meet her because she's great and you know, yeah. She's awesome. She is. She is totally awesome. Yes. Um any last thoughts? Anything else 
you want to say before we sign off? I do know that uh, right now um, San Diego Comic-Con is going on. I don't have any thoughts to say except that I'm not going to lie. I was a little hesitant about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. But I love Justice Smith. I've been a fan of his since Paper Towns. Everything he's in is great. Literally everything he's in is great. Justice Smith is is one of my favorite light-skinned actors. Him and Jaden Smith. Like, I love them so much. Um, And it looks, like, campy fun. Like, uh it doesn't take itself too seriously. And actually, I think that might work in its favor, kind of looking fun at itself. That's what D.D. is. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. We all watch Dimension 20. We all know what it is. I mean, yes. And, um, what else? I was going to say something else. Oh, Chris Pine playing a bard makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. I My favorite Chris Pine moment is when he was at an interview for A Wrinkle in Time, I believe, and a woman asked him if he would swipe left or right on Anna Kendrick, and he started a monologue, <laughs> a literal soliloquy about dating and everyday life and social media and dating apps and how it's so hard and how we need to connect with each other. And I watched that and I was like, this is the moment where you're on a date with a guy and you're like slowly pulling out your phone and trying to look at him and open the Uber app without looking at your phone. And honestly, (laughs) (laughs) the fact that it was coming from him was so much deeper because he's a celebrity and he's famous and he's hot. So it's like, oh, he's so deep. He's so, like, literally me being like, if this was a normal guy, I would tell you to shut up. But because it's Chris Pine, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. You're so yeah. right. Or, like, it's like that meme where the guy's talking in the girl's ear and her face is blank, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy's, like, yelling at her. It's like a club. And the guy's, yeah. like, yelling in her yeah, ear yeah, and her yeah. face is just like... This <laughs> is like, get me out of here. Where are right. my friends? She's like, right. where is Sophie? Why are you coming to get me? Like, right. you're right. It's literally that. And Chris Pine, I can't wait for the chaotic... Chris Pine reading thirst tweets from Twitter. Oh, I'm also gosh. excited for uh, Don't Worry Dar- Darling. The trailer looks good. I don't really have any thoughts towards that movie. I know, like, Olivia... Wild. Wild! Yes. I loved Booksmart. I think yeah. Booksmart was one of the best movies, like, to come out. I think it was great. Um, people comparing Booksmart to Girls Trip, I did not like. Uh, <laughs> like, white people. Sometimes you can shut up, you know? Sometimes your opinion on certain things does not need to be said. Just because Girls Trip made more money at the box office than Booksmart, uh, let's tread lightly here, because you will get disseminated, alright? You're speaking from a place you do not know. You just got here, you just finished season one of Blackish, you're not there yet. I'm sorry, okay? Like, but also, Harry Styles being an actor, I see it. Like, him being in Dunkirk, yes. Like, I like Harry Styles. Also, him being in the MCU is something I'm very excited for. You know, I'm very interested in. Um, what else? I say, the trailer looks good. I like the, uh, it looks intense. It has, like, this weird sci-fi-ish mystery vibe to it. I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, the trailer is really, really, it, it got me more excited for it. And Florence Pugh looks like she's going to I love Florence job. Pugh. Yeah. It looks like her. she's about to knock this out of the park. Like it, lo- it looks like she's acting her ass off. The brief clips are look really, really intense. Florence Pugh was probably going to be the only reason why I'd watch Chalk Eye. Her and Haley Seinfeld, of course. 
Yeah. Marvel was really like... They're so great together. They're so fun. <laughs> Marvel this was... is not cutlery, yes. Kate Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> With her big pot of mac and cheese. <laughs> Listen, Marvel was like, look, we know Jeremy Renner makes mu- music for for truck commercials. And we know he's not a great guy. But... Hmm? Also, Wilson Fisk. So maybe your Netflix shows are coming back. Hmm? What do you think, guys? Huh? Also, purple. Yeah, no, it gave a platform for other people despite yeah. him, right? So exactly that. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Um, people believe that Deadpool three is coming. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah. I'm ex- I'm ready for it. I've been waiting. We've all been waiting for years. Literally, it has been years. Deadpool came out the same time Infinity War came out. Deadpool 2. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the first one was like 2016, 2017, yeah. something like that. So, chop chop, let's go. And also, <laughs> if we could not have the silent Asian character in your movie once again, that would be great. That would be great. Thanks. Um, yeah, there's really nothing else to talk about, but, you know. Uh, I guess that's it. So, you guys... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We talked about the Emmys. We talked about the snubs. Talked about the things we're excited for. Talked about things we don't like. You know, I went on, like, several different tangents. But, you know, that's typical. Um, I'm going to check out uh, Desus and Mero. Yeah. I'm going to send you a clip. Check it out, for I'm gonna sure. Send you the, sure. I'm going to send you the, the John Mulaney interview. Because that's honestly one of their best interviews. So, okay. yeah. It is easier to, like watch when you're not really what i've learned is that like people will introduce me to like podcasts and stuff so i'll look for one with somebody that i recognize and then i'm like okay if i like how they talk to somebody i already know or finish from the internet then i'll just keep going you know yeah yes uh but guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode really appreciate it you know follow us on instagram tiktok subscribe on youtube apple podcast spotify all the things Follow us on Twitter, and, you know, check out my buddy over here. Follow him on Twitter. All his links will be in the description. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next week in the episode.